tocándole al balón Zidane. Entrega por la banda para Roberto Carlos. Toca por dentro. Aparece Ronaldo. Apaga el primer disparo. Hola Madridistas, this is the American Madridista Podcast. I'm your host, Dumasani, recording this episode on May 20th, 2022 from New York City. Real Madrid and Real Betis met at the Bernabeu today for the final league match of the season for both teams, but the game ironically had a preseason level of intensity to it as the teams rarely threatened each other and ended up playing to a scoreless draw. The result completes Madrid's title-winning domestic campaign for 2021-2022, which sees them ending on 86 points from 26 wins, 8 draws, and 4 defeats, for at least a 10-point margin over second-place Barca, pending their results in their final match on Sunday. Madrid's starting 11 for this contest against Betis consisted of Mendy, Nacho, Militao, and Carvajal at the back, Modric, Casemiro, and Cruz in the midfield, and Benzema, Vinicius Jr., and Rodrigo up front in the customary 4-3-3, with Courtois at the back of everyone in front of the goal. There was really nothing to play for in this game for either team, with Madrid having an eye on next weekend's Champions League final in Paris, and Betis locked into one of the two Europa League spots for next season. And that all made for a contest that was hardly the kind of fight that would have been expected from two top five teams a couple of months ago, as both sides largely allowed the other to be comfortable in possession between the opposite thirds, while they rarely created any serious danger as they only combined for five shots on goal. The open nature of the game saw Madrid attack repeatedly down the left side to advance the ball into the final third, primarily through Vinny and Mendy, and cross the ball into the center and far side of the box, while Betis used a diagonal long ball from the defensive half to initiate a number of their own breaks into space on the wings. But once the ball did get in and around the penalty area, defensive interventions, missed connections, and wayward finishes at varying times kept both teams from making the most of any promising build-ups. An 8th-minute Madrid break saw the Whites have a good opportunity to open up the scoring, as Mendy's cross found Benzema inside of the box for a shot that was blocked, and the follow-up effort by Cruz from above the box off of the rebound went wide of the right post. The visitors responded with a slow-developing build-up in the final third that ended with Rodriguez forcing a save with his deflected strike from distance in the 12th minute, and then Juanmi got onto the end of a cross in the center of the box in the 15th minute, but put the ball high with his header. Modric forced an easy save by Silva with his shot from above the box a minute later, but the Whites would go almost half an hour after that without generating another good chance despite being able to advance the ball down both wings effectively during that spell. In the interim, Betis had some good attacking play, particularly in transition, but their only real good chance was William Jose's 20th minute strike from distance after a quick counter that went just wide of the left post. It looked for a moment that they were going to get a 1v1 opportunity in the 43rd minute when a ball over the top found Wanmi as he streaked into the final third, but Militao tracked back well to shoulder him off of the ball before he could get a shot off. And Madrid had one final first half chance come about just before half time when Casemiro made a forward run into space and shot just wide of the right post from above the box in the 45th minute. Ancelotti started the second half with the double substitution that ended the days of Casemiro and Cruz as he replaced them with Camavinga and Valverde, 
and the young Frenchman's inclusion did bring some of the intensity that had been lacking onto the pitch as he was both active defensively and in the attack. In the first 15 minutes of the period did see Madrid as a whole be more eager to take aim at the better's goal. Benzema got onto the end of a Carvajal cross in the center of the box and forced a save with his one-timer in the 51st minute and Rodrigo ran onto the rebound right in front of the goal but he put the ball wide of the left post. Benzema then shot from above the box on the left but went wide of the near post in the 53rd minute and after a Betis break in the 57th minute had Guardado forcing an easy save from distance, Benzema again took aim from above the box in the 58th minute but put the ball wide of the right post. Camavinga took aim from outside of the box on the right side just before the hour mark to force a save and a good Betis build up in the 63rd minute had Wanami getting a free header from the right side of the 6 yard box but he wasn't able to keep the ball down to get it onto the goal. Madrid then exhausted their three remaining substitutes at the 70th minute mark as Marcelo, for what might have been his final game at the Bernabeu for the Whites, joined Ceballos and Isco in replacing Mendy, Modric and Rodrigo and over the final 20 minutes of the match, Benzema continued to be particularly aggressive in the final third in an effort to net a late winner. He shot high and wide right from outside of the box following an 82nd minute break and then high again from above the left side of the 6 yard box in the 84th minute. After Betis blew their own great chance for a late goal following an 87th minute break as Wanami put the ball high of the right post from just above the 6 yard box, Marcelo and Benzema nearly combined for a fairy tale ending in stoppage time when the Brazilians cross found the Frenchman running into the right side of the box for a header but it just wasn't to be on the occasion as Kareem put the ball just wide of the far post and when the referee blew the whistle for full time a minute later Madrid's domestic campaign would officially come to an end with a nil-nil draw. And then Ronaldo! Oh! Let's get into the individual performances from Real Madrid's draw today, starting up front, Karim Benzema rated as a 7. He started off well by getting a break started out of the back in the 4th minute and then getting into the box to fire off a shot that got blocked in the 8th minute, but he faded after that in the first half as he mostly dropped deeper to get touches in the attacking half while not seeing service to create chances in the final third. In the second half though, he was much more aggressive in going for goal, starting with his one-timer from the center of the box in the 51st minute that forced a save. He took several more shots after that, but he wasn't able to put the ball onto the target, including his final header from the right side of the penalty area in the 94th minute that rolled just wide of the far post. Vinicius Jr. rated as a 6. He was the primary means of attack during the first half as he made several runs down the left wing and combined with the likes of Mendy and Benzema at various points, but he wasn't so dangerous with the ball at his feet as Betis defended his runs well and his balls into the box failed to make meaningful connections. In the second half, he played Modric into space down the left wing with a clever backheel pass in the 48th minute, made more effective runs into the final third himself, and got his head onto the end of a Carvajal cross to play a threatening ball in front of the goal in the 66th minute. His ball into the box for Benzema in the 84th minute set him up for a shot that missed wide left, and he combined with Isco in the left side of the box during the build-up to a 91st minute Ceballos shot that couldn't find the target. Rodrigo rated as a 5. It was a pretty quiet day for him, as in the first half, his only notable moments were when he won the ball with a tackle in Madrid's end in the 10th minute and played in a cross towards the left post that was caught by Silva in the 25th minute. 
He did start the second half well as he pounced on a rebound following a save just above the 6-yard box in the 51st minute, but he put the ball wide of the left post. But he didn't offer much of anything after that and he got replaced by Isco in the 70th minute. In the midfield, Luka Modric rated as a 6. He got down the right wing and played in the cross that got intercepted in the 7th minute and his shot from well above the box in the 16th minute was easily saved. In the 23rd minute, he won the ball in the defensive half, but then he gave it right back with a bad pass soon thereafter to spark a Betis break. However, he played a good pass out to Mendy on the left wing in the 29th minute, and he closed out the half with good defensive contributions as he won the ball above the box in the 36th minute and intercepted a long ball from Silva in the midfield in the 41st minute. In the second half, he most notably ran into space on the left wing in the 48th minute after receiving Vinny's backhill pass, but he then sparked the Betis break with a bad pass in the 57th minute. His shift ended when Ceballos took his spot in the 70th minute. Casemiro rated as a 6. He had several defensive interventions over the first 20-some-odd minutes of the game, starting with his block over Rodriguez shot in the third minute, but he also turned the ball over a couple of times as well, with one giveaway leading to a quick counter that produced William Jose's shot in the 20th minute. He tried to catch Silva out of position with a shot from the defensive right in the 23rd minute that was closer to the right corner than the goal, but he made more good defensive interventions the rest of the half and made a good attacking run towards the top of the box for a shot in the 45th minute that went just wide of the right post. He got replaced by Camavinga to start the second half. Tony Cruz rated as a 6. He was once again on the money with a number of his passes during the first half, particularly the diagonal long ball that connected with Carvajal out on the right wing a few times, and in the 8th minute, he did well to run onto a loose ball above the box and fire off a shot that went wide of the right post. He initiated a break down the left wing with another good pass in the 36th minute, but his throw-in from the left sideline in the 43rd minute in the attacking half turned the ball over and sparked a dangerous Betis counter. He also had a short day at the office as Valverde took his spot on the pitch after halftime. In the back, Ferland Mendy rated as a 6. He did well to get onto the end of a Vinny through ball down the left wing in the 8th minute and playing across the setup of Benzema shot, blocked a cross from the right wing in the 35th minute, and got by a defender down the left wing to play in another cross in stoppage time as part of a solid first half. In the second half, however, he was most notably on the wrong side of Wanmi when he got his head onto the ball in the right side of the 6-yard box in the 63rd minute, but he did do well to track back and tackle for care as he ran towards the box on a Betis break a minute later. Marcelo replaced him not long afterwards in the 70th minute. Nacho rated as a 6. Not too many questions were asked of him in the central defense, but he performed solidly when he was required to act, intercepting a cross in the 28th minute and winning the ball deep in the right side of the box following a Betis break in the 31st minute. He intercepted a long ball in the 55th minute, made a good forward run from the back into space in the attacking half in the 64th minute, shot well high from above the box in the 66th minute, and intercepted a through ball in the 84th minute as part of a good overall performance. Militao rated as a 7. He bounced back from his subpar performance against Kadith on Sunday with a much better showing today. He intercepted a number of balls played into the box, tracked back well to prevent a 1v1 opportunity for Wanmi when he shouldered him off of the ball in the 43rd minute and made a good sliding tackle above the box in stoppage time as part of a strong first half. After halftime, he most notably made a good run into the right side of the box but couldn't get onto the end of a Marcelo cross in the 73rd minute 
won the ball above the box in the 80th minute and intercepted a cross in the 81st minute. Danny Carvajal rated as a 7. He had some good interventions in the final third during the first 20 minutes of the game and he did particularly well to track back in the 6th and 13th minutes to make plays that halted Betis breaks. Up in the attacking half, he got on to the end of a few crossfield long passes from Cruz on the right wing during the first 45 minutes, but he couldn't in turn make the most of having the ball on those occasions. But after halftime, he played in two particularly good crosses of note, first to set up Benzema's 51st minute shot that forced a save, and then in the 66th minute, when he found Vinny in the left side of the box for a header that put the ball dangerously in front of the goal. In between those two passes, he intercepted a cross following a Betis break in the 52nd minute. As for the substitutes, Camavinga rated as a 7. He replaced Casemiro to start the second half, and he really brought a heightened energy onto the pitch on both ends. He blocked the through ball and then won the ball with a tackle in Madrid's own half in the 50th minute, forced a save from above the box in the 59th minute, and won the ball with another tackle in the defensive half in the 60th minute. He again made a good challenge near the midfield in the 68th minute to win the ball back, played a good ball out to Vinny on the left wing a minute later, and had more interventions to regain possession for Madrid all over the pitch during the rest of his pretty effective 50-minute shift. Fede Valverde rated as a 6. He also went on after halftime as he took the spot of Tony Cruz, and he had a few bright moments in his performance. His crossfield long ball from the defensive half connected with Vinny on the left wing for a break in the 56th minute, and his short pass to Benzema above the left side of the box set up his 58th minute shot. He then made one of his trademark straight-ahead runs into space from the defensive right past multiple defenders into the attacking half in the 59th minute, and he took a shot from above the box in the 65th minute that was blocked. Marcelo rated as a 6. The veteran Brazilian left-back went onto the Bernabeu pitch for what might have been the last time in his storied Madrid career in the 70th minute when he replaced Ferland Mendy. His 73rd-minute cross was too far beyond Melitao in the right side of the box, and his 84th-minute crossfield pass in Madrid's own end dangerously gave the ball away. However, he very nearly set up a game-winner at the death when his cross found Benzema above the right side of the 6-yard box for a header that went just wide of the far post in the 94th minute. He was deservedly celebrated on the pitch by teammates and the crowd after the conclusion of the contest. Danny Ceballos rated as a 6. He also went on in the 70th minute, replacing Modric, and he was energetic in running from side to side in the midfield, both to get touches on the ball to aid in possession and to put on a semi-press of Betis players when they had the ball. He made a good run on the left wing but was tackled above the box in the 79th minute, shot wide left of the goal from distance in the 91st minute, and won the ball with a tackle in the defensive left corner a minute later before he himself got tackled to concede a corner. Isco as the final substitute rated as a 6. He was Madrid's third 70th minute replacement, taking Rodrigo's spot, and he won the ball in the attacking half a minute after going on. He also did well to keep possession of the ball in tight spaces in the attacking half with some good dribbling, and he just missed playing Vinny on sides into the box with his 88th minute through ball. His last notable contribution was combining with Vinny and Ceballos to set up the latter's 91st minute shot from outside of the box. Finally in front of the goal, Tipe Courtois rated as a 6. It was a pretty easy day for him, as the saves that he made of shots from distance in the 12th and 57th minutes were fairly comfortable, 
and he also dealt with all other dangerous through balls and crosses into the box without any trouble whatsoever as he closed out his fantastic domestic season with a clean sheet. Ancelotti and his squad just about got what they had to get out of this game, even without getting all three points, as something close to the preferred starting 11 got to work together for a good portion of a competitive match, even one that lacked a high level of intensity as this one did, and nobody appeared to exhaust themselves or pick up any kind of an ailment in the process. And with the somewhat extended run of training games since Madrid secured the league title having now concluded, the Whites can finally go all-in one last time for their ultimate test of the 2021-2022 season. Three in the box waiting for the cross and it was Bale! Up next for Real Madrid, it's the biggest match of European club football of the season as the Whites will face Liverpool in the Champions League final in Paris next week Saturday. These two sides have a very recent Champions League history, with Real getting the better of the Reds in the 2018 final by a score of 3-1 and then again beating Jurgen Klopp's men by a 3-1 aggregate score in last season's quarterfinals tie. Liverpool are in much better form in the Premier League this year than they were when they last faced Real, but on account of that, they still have something to play for in their final league match on Sunday, as the Premier League title is very much still up for grabs between them and Manchester City. But even if they have to really get after it in their match against Wolves at Anfield in pursuit of the league title, they surely should have plenty of time to recover to face Madrid at the end of the week. Once again, Real is going to face a formidable attacking English side, but unlike with Man City, who really presented the biggest threat to Real with their midfield, it's going to be some combination of Liverpool's front three that is going to be the main challenge to overcome for the Whites. A trio involving any of Mohamed Salah, Sadio Mane, Diogo Jota, Luis Diaz, and Bobby Firmino is going to put Madrid under some serious pressure at the back, and Trent Alexander-Arnold coming up on the right wing to be a threat with his service will only add to the danger. On account of all of that, I think that Madrid has to adopt the kind of front foot attacking approach that I wanted them to take up from Word 1 against Man City, as Liverpool have their own vulnerabilities defensively that can be exploited if Real isn't afraid of challenging the Reds in an open game. Vinny can certainly get the better of Trent with his runs down the left wing, and Virgil van Dijk hasn't quite been as consistent or as solid in the central defense since returning from his serious knee injury. It certainly won't be easy trying to meet fire with fire, and I seriously doubt that either side will be able to keep the other from scoring in a wide-open game, but I think that if Real is going to win their 14th Champions League crown, their best bet for doing so, even with the risk defensively, is for them to come out of the corner and fight in the center of the ring. The next time you all will hear from me on this podcast will be after the Champions League final against Liverpool on Saturday, May 28th, so be sure to keep an eye out for a new episode once that heavyweight clash comes to an end. Until then, as always, Hala Madrid.